What is going on, family? This is the I Am Set Apart podcast, and you are now listening to your host, Daryl Dixon Jr. I pray that everyone's day was a blessed day today. We are here. It is 2-23-2020 at 11.30 p.m. I'm currently, you know, somewhere at an undisclosed location. But um, I just want to chop it up with you good folks real quick about encouraging yourself in the Lord. One of my favorite scriptures is 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6. And um, this is when David and his people were coming back from a mission. And they came back to Ziglag where they had set up base. And they came back and found their camp in ruins, their wives, their children, their possessions, everything had been carried off by the Amalekites. And they were livid. They were crying. They were weeping. They were crying so much they couldn't even cry anymore. And then the next thing that happened was there was a mutiny about to happen. They they talked about wanting to kill David because he was the leader that basically like, look, this is your fault. And they wanted to take him out, which is kind of crazy considering the types of people that he brought into the camp along the way, you know, in his exploits. I mean, he had all kinds of people. I'm talking about the worst of the worst people who nobody else wanted. He took them in. And after all their exploits, after all their victorious missions they had, they come back and they're ready to kill this man because all of their possessions have been carried off. And what's interesting about this is it says David was greatly distressed, but he encouraged himself in the Lord. And this is very paramount. When we talk about the word distressed, distressed, um, you're talking about if anybody who's ever been confined to a very tight space or is claustrophobic, imagine that feeling of being so pressed on each side that you're paralyzed. You can't move. You have no solutions. You can't think straight. You can't do anything. You are just stuck. And this is where David found himself, but he found strength to encourage himself in the Lord. And he asked God, he consulted with God, like, Lord, what should I do? If I pursue these band of raiders, will I recover? And he said, yes, if you go after them, you shall pursue them. You shall overtake and you shall recover. And that's one of the uh, the scriptures I go by. You shall overtake, you shall pursue, you shall recover. And so when we find ourselves in a situation David is in, when we find ourselves in between a rock and a hard place, when we find that we are a leader of a pack, of a family, of a congregation, of employees, and they're riding with you when everything is going well. Everyone's making money. Everybody's fat. Everybody's happy. Everybody's eating. But then something goes wrong out of the blue, and it's your fault. And now they want to kick you out of the group. They want you fired. They want you replaced. What do you do? Do you crawl in a fetal position and 
go somewhere in the corner and cower? Do you run away? Do you hide in shame? Or are you solution-oriented? Are you immediately tapped in to the source, which is God? Meaning David immediately went to prayer. He went and he sought the Lord for the next move. And so there are seasons that we are going to be in where the people we're used to calling, inventing to, will not be available. The outlets or things we're used to, uh, you know, going to for um, release. You may normally go to the gym to think, well, your car may be broke down and the gym is 35 minutes away, so you can't get to the gym. What are you going to do? I don't know, for some, you might go down into the basement or a separate room and meditate, but the neighbors are loud. They playing the music real loud or or, or, the, or the wife or the husband or the kids, they, they banging on the door. Daddy, 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 mommy, mommy, mommy. I need this, I need that. No peace, no quiet, no, no time to get yourself together. You might normally go for a walk, but it's too cold. It's a blizzard outside. So what are you going to do? David's the, the, the word said David encouraged himself in the Lord. What are you going to do when all the people, places and things that you normally go to get some release, some understanding from are not there? And think about it. God, who is always there, he's here, he is everywhere at once. Probably ninety nine point nine percent of the time gets neglected. And so we want to run to the people we want to pick up the phone we want to text we want to uh throw messages out there on on social media you know cries and pleas for help instead of going to the source who can tell you what to do who can who you'll find peace you know what truthfully to be honest nine times out of ten it's my personal belief and you can disagree with me on this but nine times out of ten we rely too much on the guidance and the help of other people instead of going to the Lord for ourselves, instead of praying for ourselves, instead of asking God, because that's what his word says. He says, asking you shall receive. Now, he might totally disagree with me on this, and that's okay. But just think about it. God created you. God knows you better than anybody on this earth. He knows your strengths. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your likes. He knows your dislikes. He knows every hair that is numbered on your head. He knows all. But when we ask, hey, pray my strength in the Lord or pray for me, I'm going through. Okay, so what the heck are you doing while you're asking other people to pray for you? Are you going back to your room and hiding under the covers? Or are you going back and watching TV uh, uh, and, and, and you're commissioning someone else to do all the heavy lifting when you can go to the source himself? You can go to the source yourself and say, Lord, I'm in a place where I don't know what to do and I'm losing my mind. Sometimes when you even call the person, they, they're 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 not 
they not thinking you going to call them. And so you calling them for advice and they not giving you the advice that you seek. And it pisses you off even more. You're like, man, why did I even call this person? And it's not their fault, but you're looking for them to do something that only God can do. And I'm about to burst some of y'all bubbles. And some of y'all might not like to hear this because there's a lot of people, contrary to popular belief, there's a lot of people, especially Christians, that think that just because they are Christian and they go to church and they tithe and they serve at the soup kitchen once or twice a week, that nothing bad is supposed to happen to them. And when it does happen to them, oh my God, why is this happening to me? When his word clearly says that this life is short and it's full of troubles, Christ said, you know, take heart. For I have overcome the world. There were things that Christ had to overcome. Shout out to Minister Taylor for that word that she uh, gave today, which was titled, uh, Where Are the Overcomers? You know, go to the Restoration Tabernacle Facebook page and check that out if it's on there. I believe it is. But if not, uh, just shoot me a, a message and I'll figure out a way to get it to you. But, you know, he had to overcome some things. He came to this earth with a mission and a purpose. And he had a tunnel vision on getting that done, getting that completed. Even he had to go and encourage himself in the Lord. What did he say? When he was in the garden of Gethsemane, he took James, John, and Peter, and he took them to a place and he said, wait here while I go to my father and pray. And Christ knew what was required of him to complete what we are partaking in and have the privilege of, of walking in today, which is grace unmerited favor favor that we didn't deserve christ went and paid the price for us to be able to be here today and so he had to take that walk alone and in this season of your life there are going to be times where you're going to have to take a walk or the walk by yourself you're not going to be able to take everyone to the mountaintop with you you're going to have your days in the dark valleys you're going to have days where everything at work isn't going well everything in your marriage isn't uh perfect or ideal uh uh everything in ministry isn't going according and it, it has a way of wearing you out even so even to the point where you you got to call a thing a thing we as humans our nature we we those who have accepted christ yes has put on a new nature god tells us to put away old things for behold all things are new every day we have to renew ourselves with the uh, washing of the word. We have to do that. We can't just rely on five minutes of reading the Bible and that we're going to be good for the 24, 48, 36 hours of crap we're going to deal with when we walk outside those doors. But understand that there are always going to be some kind of trial tribulation because uh, that's just the world we live in. And so oftentimes when situations arise and they come up, what do you do? Do you fight or do you flight? You know, what do you do? Do you complain about your situation or do you go to the source and say, Lord, what do I do? Now, some people may feel that, well, I don't pray like that. Well, that's your thing. Or I ain't really into that. But I'll tell you one thing. If the right disaster hits you, I don't care who you are. You are getting on your knees and you are praying. You're either asking God to do something about it or you're blaming him as to why he didn't stop it. I don't care who you are. I've seen it when the situation when 9-11 happened, when the uh, situation over. Pick one. Look on the news and pick a situation. And I guarantee you, you either have somebody crying to God, asking, Lord, help me through this or somebody blaming God for it happening. And just think about it. We feel some type of way when people don't call us and only call us when they want something. But we do the same thing with God. When 
we don't have a pot to piss in and a window to throw it out of. Lord, please bless me. I promise I'll do X, Y, Z. Once we get it, we jump up, we drop off the map. Nowhere to be found. How do you think God feels about that? That y'all only holler at me when y'all want something. Like, do you wake up every day thanking me? Do you wake up every day thanking me that 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 your house didn't burn down for those who live in townhomes and row houses and in apartments? Because I'm telling you, somebody go to sleep with that stove on. Everybody's so you know, you know the rest. But think about it. When you have those low moments, when you have those those bad days. And there's no one you can call on. You can always call on the name of Jesus. And it's a conversation. Understand, folks, prayer. And I had to learn this. Prayer is a two way conversation. That means at some point you got to shut up and listen, just like David did when he prayed. It said the Lord said that mean when he asked and made the request, he had to shut up and get the answers from God. Now, who else is going to know how to advise you best on your situation other than your heavenly father? And if you don't have a relationship with him, then this doesn't apply to you. I understand why you don't see the value in doing that. But I'm here to let you know, for those listening, if you don't know Christ, hey, here's the opportunity to accept him into your life right now. Because if you don't have a relationship with somebody, then it's natural for you not to trust them or believe anything or, or their ability to be able to deliver. So if you don't have a relationship with God, whether you're a Christian or there are Christians who profess the name, but they really don't have a relationship. They don't know God. They don't know him in his sovereignty. Then you're not going to trust that he's able to do what it is that you're asking him to do. And so I encourage everybody who's listening to this right now. When things get rough, when you are the object of blame because you, you know, you, 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 you're loved. I mean, people will love you today and curse you tomorrow. And you got to understand that, you know, you can't control what another man or how another man thinks. You can't control what their thoughts will be towards you. But what you can control is how you will respond to the situation. Are you going to go to the Lord and seek guidance or are you going to cower and, and, and cave under pressure? And don't get me wrong. Most of us have caved under that pressure, but I'm here to let you know you do not have to. So when that that homie or that girlfriend you normally usually call isn't available. Remember, God is always there. And at the end of the day, God can always do anything. He can do anything that you need him to do as long as it's according to his will and is good for you because he's not going to give you something that's not good for you. I'm out of time. This is Daryl Dixon Jr. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, please share. Uh, and remember, you know, be a blessing to somebody else. Do something nice. It was going on, folks. We are back at it. This is uh, uh, Daryl Dixon. I am set apart podcast. This is part two of encouraging yourself uh, in the Lord. I didn't think it did you guys justice to just try to cram 15 minutes of my thoughts into that little time frame. Um, but we're going to get right into it. And um, for those who don't know about the story of the Garden of Eden um, and what transpired in there, go to Genesis three and read it. But um, just think about it. These band of raiders, as I said before, David was taken in the worst of the worst. People who couldn't go back to families, they couldn't go back to towns, they were criminals. They, they, they were the bottom of the barrel, and he took them in, and he led these people. He led them on exploits. He made sure they ate. He made sure that they had what they needed, and they go off on a mission. They come back. Their whole camp is raided. They want to kill them. They want to stone them. They, wanna, they immediately blame the leader, like, this is your fault this happened. 
Now think of it. How much sense would it make for them to kill the leader? I mean, up until this point, they had no leader. They had no purpose. Now they're following this man and because they're in their feelings and very much so they had every right to be. I mean, heck, somebody basically kidnapped their women and child and was holding them ransom. And so they wanted to kill Dave because it's like, look, bro, if you if you would have had somebody guarding the post while we was gone, this would have never happened. And that's Mary. That's very much so like the people today, like ourselves. When things go wrong in our life, we want to point the finger and blame. We do not want to take responsibility. But you know what? For those who understand leadership, who understand what being a servant leader is, we know that comes with the territory. And although we know that we are still human beings, we still have feelings, we still hurt, we get frustrated just as much. And it can be very tempting to say the hell with everything and everyone. We can easily look at it as after all I've done and this is how they're going to come at me. This is how they're going to treat me. This is what they're going to say about me. I mean, but can we really get mad to a certain extent? Because if you think about it, this has been in our nature since the beginning of time. I mean, look in the Garden of Eden. God told Adam, you can eat of any tree uh, uh, in the garden except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Then God said it's not good for man to be alone. He put him to sleep, took a rib out, created Eve. Bam. Now, the serpent pops up on the scene. Eve knew the orders from the headquarters. Don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The serpent, you know, smooth talked her. She disobeyed, ate that, you know, ate the fruit or partook in the fruit. She passed it on to her husband. Uh, we're not going to get into the particulars of that situation, but just look at the immediate nature that, 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 that just look at what happened in that instant. God came down and said, Adam, where are you? And he ran in head. And he said, Adam, why didn't you, you know, come when I called you? He said, I heard your voice and I was afraid, so I hid. And 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 he said, Who told you that you were naked? I mean, God already knew this, but God is not a dictator. He's not, he's not what 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 TV in the world projects him to be. This is a conversation. This is a dialogue. He's like, look, man. I'm going to give you a chance to own up to what you did. I know what you did, but I, I want to talk to you about it. Did you eat from the knowledge of the tree of good and evil? And what does he say? It was the woman you gave me. She gave me the fruit. Then God is like, Eve, what's up? And she's like, it was the serpent. He tricked me. Now think about it. Adam had the, I won't say the word I want to say, but he had the cojones to blame God and to blame Eve. And then Eve had the cojones to blame the serpent. Nobody was taking responsibility for anything they did. Nobody. But thank God for Jesus Christ. Because where Adam failed, Jesus prevailed. And today we are no longer, uh, uh, we're no longer slaves to sin, to our desires, to to our, our our flesh, to those things that that held us captive in those mindsets. We are slaves to righteousness. We are now in right standing with God. So we do have a choice to choose how we are going to respond to situations. Now, think of it. What sense would they have made for these band of raiders, these people who had nobody, had no sense of belonging? They had no family to go to. They were criminals. They were the lowest of the low. And David took these people in. Now, 
he was good when they was eating, when they was prospering, when they was winning battles. But soon as a situation arise, they wanted to kill him. And David could have folded under pressure. He could have ran. He could have blamed him like, yo, I mean, why didn't y'all go ahead? I'm the leader. Why I got to do everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm over here trying to make sure we got a place to stay. Y'all want to blame me for they took my wife and kid, too. Like, how y'all finna kill me? And they took my people, too. Like, you think I'm not sad and feeling bad about this? Y'all want to rub? Y'all want to put salt on the wound? Y'all want to add insult to injury? Y'all want to kill me? No, he didn't do that. He said he found strength and he encouraged himself in the Lord. And he sought the Lord and said, Lord, if I go and pursue after these uh, uh, Amalekites, will I will I recover? Will I have success? And he told him, yes, if you pursue them, you will pursue. You will overtake and you shall recover all that was taken from you. And so think of it in times of trouble. Some of us turn to God and, you know, for help while others turn away from him. Now, as a man. As a a married man, I'm responsible for my family's spiritual, financial, physical well-being, all of that. And even when things go wrong, there are things that I've had to bear the burden of, even though it wasn't directly my fault. But understand that my kids, my wife, they are representations of me and I am representations of them. I am a representation of God. I am an ambassador of God. So when they see me, they see a form of God. They have to I have to be able to express the glory of God in my actions and what I do. And so when we step out of the house, no matter what family we belong to, we are representing those people wherever we go. Our last your name means something. Your reputation means something. And so there was a uh, uh, second Corinthians one eight. Uh, I, I believe it was Paul. I'm not sure. Don't 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 stone me if I got it wrong. But it said that uh, they were utterly burdened beyond strength that they despaired life, and they felt that they received the sentence of death. But it was to make them rely on God and not themselves. See, they were talking about the trials and tribulations they were going. To, going through on their way to coming to minister to them. And they said, we don't want y'all to be ignorant of this. We did go do some stuff. We're not just giving you fluff. We're not just holding you to some standard and telling you to do some things. We haven't done. Understand we had to go do some things to get to this place. But the stuff we got, we went through, it was so heavy on us that we felt like dying. Like, like, like we couldn't go on any further, but they said that this was to make them rely on God and not themselves. And so understand, we can all focus on the people blaming David. We can focus on what David should have done right, which a lot of us do. We always want to pick at what was wrong and what another person could have did better when we don't even critique ourselves in that manner. It's so crazy how we're the experts on everybody else's situations and their shortcomings and, and, and their issues, but can't look in the mirror and hold our own selves accountable. But that's a whole nother podcast. But that utterly caused David to rely on God. And I want to put you individuals who are listening to this onto some game right now. Your situation may be the very thing God has allowed to happen because you've been relying on self for too long. You have pushed God out of the equation, so you didn't get here by yourself. 
I'm pretty sure somewhere along the way, before you got to where you are right now, is something you asked God for. You did what you were supposed to do. He came through. He delivered. Now, all of a sudden, it became about you. And now God has kind of, this is a way of saying that I need to wake you up and reel you back in because you getting out, you, you getting too far out there to where I might not be able to pull you back because you thinking this is uh, all this was done in your own strength, that you somehow did this on your own. And now this is becoming an idol. This is becoming your graven image. This is becoming the object of your affection and your worship. And I can't have that because I'm a jealous God. And so David didn't blame them. David didn't run off and make a stupid decision out of desperation. He didn't buck up and was like, what's up? You know, what y'all want to do? He didn't do any of that. He immediately encouraged himself in the Lord and relied on him. And so understand the Amalekites, there's a long-standing history with the Amalekites. I mean, they attacked Israel. They attacked the children of Israel when they were getting delivered out of Egypt. And these little punks, they attacked them from behind like guerrilla warfare style when they were on their way going through the wilderness and god was like yo moses write this on the scroll i will blot out the very existence of them from generation to generation we y'all are always going to be at war with them and in in a sense amalekites they can represent the the unforeseen circumstances in life they could represent the problems that were ignored that came back to bite us in the behind they could uh, uh represent the things in our lives that were not protected, that had been stolen or destroyed. And so we have to understand that when situations in life happen, our response is everything. See, me personally, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a fighter. You know, I have a Taekwondo and a kickboxing background. So all my life, I all my life I had to fight. And that very well translated over into my my relationships. You know, uh, I, I've, I've stood up, you know, a, a, a lot of us come from a past where we've been bullied or we've been taken advantage of, whether it's been by strangers or family members. And so we grow up, we grow up with the mindset that ain't nobody going to ever take advantage of me. So we fight. We fight the people that love us. We fight the people that's trying to help us. We just fight, fight, fight. We just don't know how to let our guard down and let Jesus just take it. You know, it's like some, it's, it's okay to just let your guard down and let him fight your battles. But sometimes we don't know how to do that. We need to be taught how to do that. And so it, it, it doesn't do us any good to want to point the finger and blame people when situations in our life happen. Sometimes we just need to step back and say, Lord, okay, are you trying to get my attention? Is there something that I did wrong? Because, yes, again, we can critique David's situation as a leader and say there were things he could have did and parameters and, and the protocols he could have set in place so that wouldn't happen. But that ain't the case. That didn't happen. The situation happened and he went to the Lord and said, Father, how could I solve this? What could I do? Now, don't get me wrong. Don't sit here and say that I said, you know, pray to the Lord and he's going to fight your battles and you ain't got to do nothing. David had to go. He had to take the men and go after them. Don't get it twisted. A lot of us, we get super religious and say, I'm waiting on the Lord, waiting on the Lord to do what? That's a bona fide excuse. I'm waiting on the Lord to do what? I'm waiting on the Lord to bless me. Bless you with what? Are you positioning yourself for the blessing? Are you going to be at the place where the blessing is so he can give it to you so you can receive it? Or are you just waiting for him to come down off his throne and give it to you? David wasn't waiting for God to come down and say, hey, uh, 
listen here, I know who took your stuff and um, I know where they at, go get them. He ain't do none of that. David took it upon himself to seek the Lord and the Lord responded and said, yes, if you pursue them, you will overtake and you will recover all. And when he did that, he came across one of the slaves that they left behind and he was like, look, listen, if you know, you, you, you treat me right, you know, and you, you promise you won't kill me, I'll tell you where they're at. And so oftentimes when we respond accordingly to the situation, and and our and we're sober in our minds and we're not emotional we're able to hear the lord correctly i you tell me somebody you've ever tried to talk and calm down who was real wild just talking crazy saying they're going to do xyz tell me somebody who's ever heard or, or like how can two people talk at the same time somebody got to listen to the other person and so understand prayer prayer is a two prayer is a conversation so you make the request and then you shut up and listen for the the answer you ask God and you shut up and receive what he's going to say. Don't don't just, Lord, I want this X, Y, Z, and then go on about your business, which a lot of us do. But it doesn't make no sense. You know, it doesn't make no sense to chop the head off of the leader or chop the head off of your household or tear down the people that you've been following because something went wrong. And now you want to blame them because your livelihood is at stake. That's not right. When, in fact, you should be going to the Lord as well and praying and interceding for them. Because you're not the leader. You're not in their position. And you ain't got to take on a burden that, he got, that they got to take on. So, man, I could go on and on about this. But, you know, I just want you know, encourage those out there, man. If you're in any kind of position, you know, and you're in the valley, you're going through something. Encourage yourself in the Lord and go to the source. Because people aren't always going to have the answers. They're not always going to be available. And what's the sense of straining a relationship and getting mad at people who you are expecting to do what only God can do? This is Daryl Dixon Jr. That is my time. I love every one of y'all. If y'all like the podcast, subscribe. I am out of here. Until next time, peace.